Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this great place where I talk about many aspects of my stay-at-home dad life. Things with my kids, my family, my spouse, being a better husband and a better father. I talk about men's mental and physical wellness. I talk about parenting tips and life tips that I have and that I come across and things I do every day and what I find online. I also talk about parenting struggles because I have a lot of those seems like here lately, and uh, the success stories as well. Lastly, just random thoughts that come into my head and things that, you know, make me pause and I think about, I come on here and I talk about and I share with you. So I really hope something in that mixed bag informs or educates or just enlightens you, makes you ask questions about your life maybe, and uh, helps you out in some fashion. So anyways, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here today. All right, so let's see. News, news, news. What's going on? Well, today's show is not really structured. I'll say that. It's pretty loose. It's holidays. They're coming up. And uh, it's just kind of the end of the year thing. Just going to kind of wax on about a few things in my life and uh, where things are going. So I'm just a guy in my basement talking into a microphone. So... We'll just uh, see what comes up. So anyways, puppy talk. I know you're tired of it. You're sick of hearing it. But we've been scoping out dogs for weeks and weeks, my wife and I, checking out kennels and, and looking at things and doing all that business. But yeah, we finally bought a dog. Early gift for my kids, early Christmas present. You know, after searching and looking and feeling uncomfortable with, what we were seeing, even if it's normal and that's standard for that industry, it didn't make us feel good. So we had to pass on a lot of them. So after a few busts, my wife had come across this breeder here in Indiana and she had three puppies available. This woman did. So we gave her a call and I talked to her for a while. All she breeds is the breed we're looking for, miniature schnauzer. She doesn't get rid of the breeding females when they're no longer able to produce puppies or in some cases produce money. So she keeps them. They're her pets. Her house is the dog's home. So they live with her. They live with her in her house. They're not in a box of a kennel like on someone's property somewhere that we had seen in the past. So yeah, all in all, I ended up talking to this woman for probably an hour And she knew her stuff. She knew her stuff about breeding. She knew her stuff about genetic testing. And she she genetic tested these dogs. And she knew about problems that the dogs have. And she just knew everything that I wanted to know or inquire about. She She was on her stuff. Dogs are socialized well. They have their AKC papers. They have all that stuff. And that's kind of a big deal. Not the AKC thing, but all that encompassing stuff. We called some breeders, we emailed some breeders, and we would ask them questions. Questions that this woman answered very truthfully and very, you know, she didn't hesitate. She just answered her questions. Some of these other ones, they would kind of pander around and not answer questions, or they would avoid questions that I was asking them. And so it just gives you that not good feeling. Well, this woman, she answered everything. I told her I'm a novice. I've never bought dogs from a breeder. And 
I just talked with her and she just, she just loved talking about dogs and it was great. She had like eight or nine adult dogs that lives in her house. Yes, it sounds crazy. And she even said so too, that that's a lot. But she says, hey, these are my pets. They have a whole room in her house that has little kennels and that's where they go at night, but they can run around and, and have fun. And that's what the puppies were doing. So anyways, to make this long story longer, we drove two and a half hours, looked at this dog, really liked her, played with her, saw her, talked to the people for another half an hour. Because the funny thing is we dropped our kids off from school or we dropped our kids off at school at nine o'clock. We had to just haul ass two and a half hours away. And this time we took the truck. We didn't take the EV. We took the truck that gets a consistent 400 miles to a tank. So we hopped in the truck, drove two and a half hours down. We had a window of about a half an hour to 40 minutes to talk to them and look at the dog and, and really make a decision before we had to beat feet two and a half hours back and be able to meet our kids off of the bus before three o'clock. So it was kind of a shit show, but we handled it. We went down there, saw it, liked it, liked the people that were selling it. And we bought her, brought her home. Her name's Noelle, Christmas dog, Christmas name. She's a mini schnauzer. She's black with a little bit of gray on her. So yeah, my kids were freaking blown away. I don't know how we're going to top this Christmas, but yeah, they were, they were excited. We surprised them right away. We didn't like hide it and, and put it in a box under the tree or anything like that. I mean, Jesus Christ, the kid, the dog would be dead by then. But anyways, they got off the bus. I sat down by the Christmas tree and they came around the corner in our house, in our living room and, and they freaking lost it. And we took a little video. It was pretty cool. But yeah, so we got a dog. We're dog owners. And I have forgotten how much work a nine-week-old puppy is. It's a lot of work. Oh, my God. It's, it's crazy. I have conveniently forgotten because our last dog was 10 years old when she passed away, and she's been gone for three years. So, yeah. Um, the potty training, yeah. I've had piss in my house. I've had a little bit of doo-doo in my house. But uh, we're working on it. We're getting her outside. We're doing all that stuff. And I'm making the girls, my daughters, do a lot of work too. Take the dog outside, feed the dog, play with the dog, interact with her. So they're learning. They're enjoying the responsibility, I think. And that's good for kids to have some responsibility and have to, you know, take care of something when they're always taken care of. I think that's kind of cool. So, yeah. Anyways, early Christmas gift for my girls. Um, dog, it's in the house. We're a dog family now. It's pretty cool. She's two and a half pounds. We actually just took her to the vet. She's two pounds, 14 ounces, so almost three. But yeah, she's a tiny little shit. But it's cool. I love it. It's, uh, it's fun. I'm trying to really talk myself into loving this, aren't I? But yeah, the potty training is terrible. The kennel training, that's going great. You know, I don't understand these people that don't crate train their dogs. Put them in there at night. She howled, like the first two nights, she howled and cried. And I had to get up every two or three hours to let her outside. But after probably the third night, she was locked in. She's now going to bed at 10.30. And I get up anyways at 6.15 to get my girls ready for school. And she sleep until 6.15. Then I take her outside and, and the rest is history. So if we can keep on that track, I will be excited. So anyways, let's take a little look back on my year. I don't know if you're going to want to listen to any of this. If you don't, 
uh, have a nice uh, Christmas. Have a nice New Year. But if you do, great. Hang out and, and hear me uh, chat about my year. So anyways, I think I put out 42 episodes this year. So not too bad. I know I had quite a few of the classic episodes in there when I had to take time off here and there and and just uh, do stuff. But hey, 42 episodes out of uh, 52, what was it, 52 weeks in a year. So not bad. I don't think that's bad at all. So congratulations to me. Um, yeah, 42 episodes, good time. Trying to cover a lot of things, things that are going on in my life and just things I'm struggling with and things that I think are important. So that's, uh, that's all good stuff. And, you know, and I told myself that I was going to get guests in here. Yeah, I'm going to hammer out all these guests and, and do all this stuff. And I'm going to hit that hard. And I wanted to do, I had a goal of doing one a month. So 12 guests in a year. That'd be awesome, right? Well, if you've been here, you know that that didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. I've had, what, maybe three guests all year. I had my good buddy TJ. He came on for a couple episodes. He's still doing well. I want to have him back. He's got some things going on in his life that I would like to get his insight on and just hear his story a little bit. So I'd like to have him come back in here. And then what? Jesus, I had Gina Grad in here. That was a that was a big deal for me. LA broadcaster, former Adam Corolla co-host. I mean, that's pretty freaking sick, right? That's awesome. We talked about her work, her book, My Extra Mom, stories from our divorced parent childhoods. We just had a, a great conversation. Lovely woman. I would definitely uh, have her on again. Actually, I just talked to her uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she let me know that she has a family and parenting page on Instagram. So if you want to go check that out, actually, please do. It's called at my extra family and kind of just see what she's got going on over there. She talks about step parenting tips and parenting stuff and mental health stuff. It's, it's pretty good, pretty informative, kind of a lot of the same things that I talk about, but I talk about it from a stay-at-home dad perspective. She talks about it from a stepmom perspective. So it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. You know, there's a lot of divorced parents in this world, in this country, and it's nice to hear her take on it. So yeah, go check that out if you would. And I also know that she's cooking up more books too. So hopefully when that comes out, I can get her to come back on here and we can have another great conversation and another chat about whatever she's got her fingers into. So also I had another fellow dad on and fitness coach, Kevin Torres. If you guys remember that one, that one was about almost a year ago. Awesome dude. Awesome guy, former teacher or principal, one of the two but he turned his dream of helping other dads and being fit and, and helping other people achieve their goals into essentially his job. He quit being in education to essentially educate adults and dads about living a healthier lifestyle, helping them take control of their bodies, take control of their lives. He's coaching and trying to teach men that you don't have to have a fancy gym. You don't have to earmark two hours a day to spend in that fancy gym to be healthy and get fit for you and your family. You don't have to take that time away from your family either. I recall one of his stories when I had talked to him and it was when his child was a baby 
And she was sleeping or she was doing something, napping during the day. And he decided to see if he could knock out 10 burpees or 10 push-ups before she woke up, before she needed him. So he does his 10 burpees or his 10 push-ups and she's still sleeping. So he's like, well, hell, let's do 10 more. So he does 10 more. And that, you know, I don't know how many he did, but he, he did enough to break a sweat and get his body moving all while his kid was sleeping, taking her daily nap in the little uh, rock and play thing. Actually, rock and plays, I think they're banned, but those were actually a great tool when my girls were babies. It was real nice. But anyways, yeah, so he kind of realized and found that, hey, if I'm dedicated enough and motivated enough, I can get a little workout in in the middle of when my kid's taking a nap or when my kid's even, I don't know, waiting for the bus. I can, I can knock out some push-ups or do something or, or sprinkle in time for activity like that when you can. And I think that's really cool. And there was a time when he was a heavy guy. He was overweight and he hated it. And he had a moment when he felt he needed to change. I just read it on his profile there's a picture of him with no shirt on and he's, he's overweight and he's holding his newborn, getting that skin-to-skin contact. And he said, even though I'm holding my newborn and I'm so grateful for this moment, all I could think about was all these people in this room, my mother-in-law and nurses and doctors and stuff, looking at me with no shirt on in my big old belly and their judgment, essentially in that moment. So that I think was kind of a trigger for him to make this change and say, hey, something has to change. Like I have to do something. So yeah, it was, it's, it was a good conversation that I had with him. I really enjoyed it. And he's kind of blown up on social media. I think when I talked to him, he was had 40,000 followers and now he has almost 200,000 followers. He's, he's really doing it and growing his, his forging elite father's brand and coaching and helping dads. And, and yeah, that's pretty cool. But it makes me ask this question. And I even ask it to myself is what needs to happen to make a change with Kevin and his health. It was holding his daughter with his shirt off. Right. I think that was like a big moment for him. His gut's hanging out. He doesn't feel good. He just sees all these prying eyes being like, man, dude, what's going on, bro? And that was this, this moment for him to make a change. So what about you and your health? Or what about you and a habit? Or what about you with a job? Or your level of happiness or unhappiness? Or maybe some problems with your spouse? What about you in those situations? What has to happen for you to make a change? Do we have to have a heart attack before we be like, oh my gosh, we wake up and we're like, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta do something about my health. Or do we get down on the floor with our kids and we're unable to get off the floor? Or we can't even get down there and play Legos or play with our kids when they're young? Is that what triggers us? Or the inability to go for a bike ride with our kids or go for a hike. And then we're, we ask ourselves those questions like, what happened? What am I doing? I can't even do this. And I want to experience this with my kids. And I can't because of my health or because of my size or whatever it may be. 
I mean, do you have that oh shit moment when you're you're sitting down and you've got six donuts in front of you? You're you're nailing the Krispy Kreme bar at the office, and you're like, and you look down at your plate and you just say, oh, what am I doing? I've had those moments, even recently. I down four of my wife's cookies and I'm like, what? Why am I doing this? Get that little dopamine hit to feel good for 20 minutes that I ate a cookie, and when it's gone, it's gone. Then you feel like crap. I don't know. Or not even speaking with health, let's talk about other aspects here. Do you need to get a DUI or crash your car to realize that you have an issue with alcohol? Or do you hate your job, but you're so complacent that you stay there and, and then it, it just burns you out and it makes you angry and bitter and it bleeds into your family life and then you, you know, get threatened to get fired or something like that? Does, is that the kickstart that you need to make a change? And the thing is, is we're in complete control of ourselves. I know I'm digressing here from my end of the year wrap up, but I don't know. This just kind of sparked a moment here. We're in complete control of ourselves, right? If we want something, want to achieve something, want to change something, and I'm not talking about I want to go play NFL football and I'm 40. No, no. Or I want to drive a Ferrari. Like, no, I'm not talking about that stuff. Like, that's trivial. That's stupid. I'm talking about, like, tangible, right here, right now things. We just need to realize and remember that we are in control. And we can change stuff in our lives. It's like we come up with excuses and we create imaginary roadblocks not to. Or we put blame on someone else or something else and not on ourselves. We don't, we don't take that blame ourselves. And I do this as well. I've fallen into this trap. I find reasons not to change my trajectory. Make an excuse not to get guests on this show. Make an excuse to not edit stuff or to film stuff for my YouTube channel. Or I come up with some reason to not do something like, oh, I, I got to set up two mics to get a guest in my basement here to have a good conversation. Or I got to write this email and I find a reason not to. Like, oh, I got to do something with the kids or, oh, I got to do something else. Or I got to scroll on my social media. And then you just hate yourself because you just wasted 20 minutes. You could have sent an email, could have asked somebody to, uh, to be on my show. You could, uh, you know, anything. It's just anything. Skipping the gym, stuff like that. I've done that as well. So what about you? It's the end of the year. You know, we got the whole New Year's resolutions crap coming up that we all take part in, right? We all do. What will it take for you to have a reality check? What will that be for you? Think about your life. Think about your vices. Think about your habits, bad habits, good habits. And think deep. What are things that you would like to change? And just start small. Start. I'm not telling you to go run a New York City marathon if you want to get in shape. I'm not telling you to quit your job and be a stay-at-home dad to spend more time with your kids. I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm not going to take that route. But what will it take for you to make that first step? And you don't have to wait for the new year. You don't have to wait... For January 1st to, you know, change your health and fitness to, I don't know, maybe start the business you want to start. 
I've got all these ideas for businesses that I want to start and I can't seem to take the time to pull the trigger to implement anything or to even find out about it. It's like I'm apprehensive and I'm scared of the failure, so I don't do it. And that's like my own big problem I have with a lot of things. So yeah, it could be starting a business. It could be having a stronger bond with your kids. It could be having a awkward conversation and reconnecting with your spouse. It could be a lot of things, but just kind of think about your own life and think about where you want to go and what you want to do and uh, see what can happen. Now that I've talked about that for an entirely too long of time, I can hear my new puppy upstairs whining and crying. So this will probably be a shorter episode. It's just the way it's going to go. I hear the dog crying. But anyways, to kind of wrap this up, where do I want to take this show? Where do I want to do? I don't want to sit here and tell you I'm going to get more guests because I don't want to lie. I don't want to potentially stick my foot in my mouth and, and talk about something and then not deliver. So I don't know what I want to do. Am I going to keep doing this show? I don't know. Um, maybe it'll be less frequent instead of just putting out episodes, probably kind of like this one, just to put out an episode, just to check the box that, hey, just to put an episode out. Yeah, maybe I should think through my content a little bit more and try to do a little bit better job to deliver and and uh, grow my audience. My audience of, I don't know how many are out there, seven, ten people that probably listen to this. But anyways, that's kind of my thought. Anyways, I just want to put some better effort into making quality content. I do want to get more guests, but we'll see if that happens. I may end up reducing this show to every other week to allow myself to put out quality stuff so we'll just wait we'll just see but anyways think of my uh my ask my question if you have anything in your life that you would like to change or you're unhappy with email me send me a message podbean.com or at stayhomedads underscore podcast on instagram and let me know please i'd love to hear from you so anyways without further ado and without me just yapping on and complaining and talking about stories I got to go. I got to let this new dog out. It is howling. I don't know if the mic's picking it up, but she is howling like crazy. So she probably has to go outside and go to the bathroom. But uh, welcome to dog life. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sticking it out with me. Thank you so much for a good year for the downloads. I think I'm up to like eight or 9,000 downloads. So that's cool. I'm, I'm excited with that. Maybe half of those downloads are people I actually know. But hey, that's fine. I don't care. But uh, anyways, I'm probably going to take two weeks off because it's Christmas and the holidays, so I'll throw up some dad classics for you. If I have time, maybe I'll throw something in there too. But uh, anyways, don't expect anything new from me for the rest of the year. And uh, have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy Holiday. Have a great New Year. And uh, once again, thank you for listening to Stay at Home Dad's podcast. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review. I haven't said that in a long time. But anyways, thank you guys so much. I will talk to you all next week or in a couple of weeks.